Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me today we have a very special guest. I have traded in Omar for a much lovelier co-host today, which is our very own Kat Young. Kat is our coach at Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. She is our pre and postnatal specialist. She's an incredible coach, and we brought her on today to really help us. Um, create a podcast episode that is a little bit long overdue because we have a lot of moms out there. We have new moms. We have future moms, women who potentially want to have kids down the road. And there's a lot of questions and things that come up around this topic. So very, very excited to have Kat on today to help us talk about this. Kat, how are you doing? Well, after that intro and that hype up, I'm thinking I need to come on this podcast more often. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I am doing really well. I'm so excited to be on the podcast and talk about this because it's something that I'm so passionate about. And kind of like you you mentioned, since I've gotten this certification, um, several of my clients have given me the news that they were pregnant. So I'm like, what a better time. (laughs) (laughs) something's in the water my clients they either get engaged or pregnant um so good certification to um continue that education yeah it is the running joke with cat's clients like you got to be careful if you are in a serious relationship and you want to have children be ready because cat's going to get your body so healthy and feeling so good that things are in the water and it might just happen Yes, it is. Well, so Kat, I, let's start a little bit there. Um, you you mentioned there that, you know, you got certified. You are our certified pre and postnatal coach. Tell us a little bit about that. Like what caused you to want to get that certification in the first place? Yeah, so that answer is kind of twofold. And to start, I mean, selfishly, I want to be a mom one day. And so this kind of information really intrigued me of when I want to get pregnant, like what's the best way to go about it? Like what, what are these things that I need to do? And the second part of that would be, you know, there's, there's women are going to be hearing such a variety of different conflicting, confusing, potentially like really scary information about pregnancy and birth and becoming a mom and postpartum and, you know, from all kinds of different places, like, family, friends, social media, the um, news, like all kinds of places. And so to really be able to help my clients have education, like solid education that's scientifically backed and be able to walk them through such big changes in their lives um, and feel supported and like they're not lost. They don't have to be overwhelmed. Like they'll have 
me guiding them throughout that entire process. Amazing. Yeah. And it's such, I'm so glad that you did decide you wanted to do that because it's something that is so needed out there. It's really, really disheartening when I look around at just the nutrition and the fitness space and see how much is advertised to women around like, get your body back after baby and, you know, lose the mom pooch and like these types of things that can be very just damaging psychologically, but also create a lot of unrealistic expectations around postpartum, um, create a lot of stress around pregnancy, around weight gain through the pregnancy. And then on top of it all, there just isn't enough quality science-backed information out there to really help educate women on how they should approach their nutrition throughout pregnancy and beyond. Um, So I think that's really, really what I would love to help talk about today is if we can give our listeners, whether they are currently pregnant, whether they have children, or if they just one day want to start a family themselves, how they can really prepare themselves with information, arm themselves with knowledge to have the healthiest pregnancy and postpartum journey possible. So I guess let's let's start there, Kat. Um, I know one of the biggest, hottest topics around um, pregnancy and postpartum is really the postpartum weight loss. Um, what do you say to a, whether it's a potential client coming in or just anybody that is you know, maybe they just had their baby and they're already thinking in terms around, okay, what do I need to start doing now so I can get my body back? Yeah. And if the viewers listening could have seen um, my head just bobbing up and down (laughs) during everything that you were just saying, I'm like, I feel like a bobblehead. Like everything that you're saying is so true. And there are so many unrealistic expectations and all of this, all of these pressures put on women to bounce back and like get their body back. And as a coach, I completely understand a postpartum client with the goal of losing the baby, baby weight. But we do have to keep in mind that the body is going through an enormous transition from pregnancy, right? And now they're taking care of a newborn. (laughs) So they, they're successfully losing fat is hard for most people, let alone a woman with a newborn, right? They're managing competing factors already that impact fat loss, like time and exhaustion and stress, breastfeeding, mood, like all of these things, and honing in on some other areas of their health, like putting a little extra focus on sleep and recovery would not only be great for their overall health, but may even help them naturally start losing fat, right? Mm -hmm. And so kind of starting off there, but also, again, going like back to the research, like research is going to suggest waiting until breastfeeding is fully established before even trying to lose weight. And that's typically two months, right? You're healing from birth, you're adjusting to increased demands for milk supply, you're trying to maintain that, cutting calories, decreasing food intake is going to you know, have a whole other other mess of things. Um, and so we really look at like these big rock items, like getting some more sleep, um, stress management. Those are two things like right off the bat, really working with clients on um, and providing that education why immediately dropping calories, even though they're, they're hearing that from so many other places, is not going to get them the, the results that they're after. 
Absolutely. What about when it comes to exercise postpartum? What would be an appropriate timeline for something like that? I am so glad you asked because that is a very common question. And when we're looking at like returning to fitness postpartum, it's, it's a long journey. And if we think about, you know, imagine someone say that they, you know, tore their ACL, maybe they dislocated their shoulder. You know, the, the return to exercise, so that's pretty similar, right? You're going to be focusing on rehab. So generally like a framework for returning to exercise postpartum um, is going through about six weeks of more of that like rehab, um, looking at actually returning to some kinds of movements, you know, week 17 to 18, and then more progressively ramping up, you know, starting at like week 19. Um, so it's a lot longer of a timeline than a lot of social media or, you know, some other outlets want to portray. Like for all, all the new moms out there, you know, if, if you just gave birth yesterday, you're not in the gym, <laughs> like a week after, like you are not alone. Like your body just went through such a traumatic experience. There's a lot of healing that has to be done first. Mm, exactly. And I think a big thing to drive home too is how individual it all is. Just like with anything, with everything we talk about on this podcast, when it comes to your health, your nutrition, your fitness, it's so so individual to everybody. Everyone is different. You can't look around at, you know, influencers and celebrities and just see how they bounce back postpartum and just think that, well, that's what I should be able to do as well. And then feel, you know, as if you're doing something wrong or you're just, you're struggling because you're not quite having that same experience. You're not having the six pack abs six weeks later. It's so, so individual. And genetics, of course, plays a huge factor into it as well. Um, I guess one thing I would love to hear a little bit more on your, since this is really your area of expertise, Kat, is really also about what that looks like during pregnancy. When you're working with a client through her pregnancy, what are some of the things that you work on with both nutrition and training? Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right, it is individualized and, and similarly to like when we're working with clients that, that aren't, you know, pregnant or, or trying to get pregnant, we look at each person as it, it, they're unique, right? Their lifestyle is going to be different. Um, you're right, different genetics. There's all kind of different variables that go into play. Um, and so while I may be giving a lot of, you know, guidelines, those are just very broad. Um, but when we're looking at someone like um, clients that I have that are currently pregnant, you know, some of the very first things that we'll tackle, like in, it'll depend off trimester as well, right? But in that first trimester, a lot of what we're working on is simply finding foods that they can tolerate um, because there are a lot of food aversions. Um, there can be a lot of nausea and morning sickness. <laughs> it happens at all times of the day. <laughs> so, you know, really working on um, more nutritional foundational skills um, in really trying to make sure that we're eating enough. Um, that's particularly important going throughout each trimester of pregnancy because your energy demands do increase. Um, during your second trimester, it's about 250 calories. That third trimester, closer to 350. And then once we're breastfeeding, right, almost 500. And so trying to adjust for those increased demands there. Um, 
but more often than not, like not looking at tracking macros when we're going through this because we are stressed. We're going through a lot. A lot of things are changing. And so working on using something that we have with us at all times, most of us, right? A hand. So looking at kind of using our hand for portion sizing, um, seeing how we can build go-to meals, make some adjustments to meal prepping and things like that um, are, are big things that we'll work on nutritionally. And in terms of exercise, that is going to change too as, as we go through pregnancy and, and go through different trimesters where, you know, coming down with training volume and intensity and, you know, not being eight months pregnant and doing HIIT workouts, right? <laughs> so like our method of exercise even changes. Um and starting to really work on some connection breath, um, strengthening pelvic floor, gearing up for, for giving birth. And so we see changes there, there as well. Mm, absolutely. I love that you did really break that belief around tracking your food. I, I know so many women that are like, oh, well, now that I'm pregnant, I need to make sure that I control the extra weight gain. You know, I've heard this said so many times around what what is considered the amount of weight that the doctor tells me I should be able to gain, I cannot gain a pound more than that because I want to make sure I can bounce back from my pregnancy. And so a lot of times I see women become almost hyper, like if they already have been tracking, a lot of times they get a little bit um, extra focused on the numbers when they are pregnant. And I've even had women ask me before if they should be eating at maintenance or if they should be in a deficit. And to us, that seems like such an obvious answer of like, absolutely, you should be at least at maintenance going into pregnancy with, you know, of not continuing to add more at that pace that Kat was kind of alluding to. Of course, individual, you know, don't be following necessarily those recommendations on your own. <laughs> work with a coach through that, work with your doctor as well. Um, but a lot of times I see women just really, really nervous about overeating. It's almost like we've swung from, you know, what was it like? I feel like a long time ago, maybe 90s or early 2000s, it was always like, oh, I'm eating for two when I'm pregnant. And then more knowledge around nutrition came, then fad dieting really started to happen. And now people are almost thinking, oh, I need to make sure that I don't overeat during pregnancy so that I can control the weight gain. And it's like we've swung to that other end of the fence. So Kat, I, I'm just curious in terms of when you have a client who's pregnant and maybe she is nervous about that, um, what are some of the things that you work through w with her around um, just getting comfortable with the idea of gaining weight, getting comfortable with trusting your body to be able to eat the right amounts of food? Um, I guess just talk to me a little bit more about that. Yeah, this is, this is huge, right? Because if we think about, again, always kind of bringing it outside of pregnancy too, there is already, you know, so many women that struggle with body image issues and feeling comfortable in their own skin and then we go through something like pregnancy and our body changes a lot um you know and these are seemingly like good changes right because we're we're the home now for another human being that we are growing but absolutely there there's you know some clients that i've worked with that get really excited about their body changing and other women where it's really difficult and that's where it comes back to it being very individual and always starting with you know, validating their feelings, it's, it's, you're going through something new and especially a first time mom, something that they've never experienced before. So any feelings that they have coming up are valid. Um, and so that, that's very first, like validating the way that they feel and giving them reassurance 
you know, that they are not the only women that have had these feelings before and their nerves about a new experience are like, of course, we're going to be a little bit nervous. Um, and in terms of like looking at recommendations for weight gain during pregnancy, again, it's just a recommendation. There's going to be some women and I, I've worked with some, right, that are now like got through a second pregnancy and, and they, so the amount of weight gain was different from one pregnancy to another. So it's just a recommendation. And what I'll really work with clients on is instead of really hyper focusing on, you know, these like weight gain recommendations, really looking at guiding women towards learning and practicing really these sustainable behaviors that support their overall health and well-being, as well as that of their baby. And knowing that if we work on these things, inevitably, the amount of weight gain that we experience during pregnancy is going to coincide with a healthy and safe pregnancy. So trying to drift away from those numbers and like having to fit this like criteria of what the recommendation is um, and, and focus more on these sustainable behaviors. Um, but this is, it's definitely common conversations <laughs> with clients, um, but really working in what you mentioned too about almost if a client had been tracking macros, the, the hyper focus now on tracking even more diligently and no diet is ever going to be perfect right but especially a diet during pregnancy <laughs> and postpartum it is just like there's just no way because like i mentioned earlier there's there's food aversions there's nausea um your your energy needs are changing sometimes you're going to be really hungry and maybe having some additional cravings and other times you're going to have no appetite at all and so one of those foundational skills that we'll really work on together is is learning to get in touch with that hunger fullness cues, kind of recognize what that can look like in different ways that we can honor that. Mm. Um, and they're, you know, keeping in mind too of, of eating enough, right? But also understanding if there was a day where we ate more than maybe we felt was necessary, like that's going to be okay too. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I'm sitting here smiling because I just am <laughs> loving everything that you're sharing with us. Um, let's, let's go back to then talking about postpartum because I know that's really where I think the people are, our listeners tend to get the most like hungry for information because there's a lot of misinformation out there in terms of what that should look like. Um, what, what differences would you see in terms of a mother who is breastfeeding versus a mother who is not? Yeah, so when a mother is still breastfeeding, you know, going, trying to cut calories at that point isn't just risky for the mom. It's also going to be risky for the baby, right? Because if you're not eating enough calories, your body ends up producing less milk, which means you're hungry. Your, your grown baby is going on a diet with you, right? So <laughs> we, we don't want that, want that to happen. So stressing the importance and the education around calorie needs when you are breastfeeding, right? So generally, you're going to see increasing energy demands from about four to 500 calories when you're breastfeeding. And so, you know, and, and again, right, we, we don't suggest trying to lose weight before breastfeeding has been established, which is around two months. So when you get past that two-month mark, if an average woman, you know, needs 2,000 calories a day, let's say, for simplicity's sake, 2,000 calories. If she was breastfeeding at that point, she would need 2,500, 2,400, 2,500. After that two-month mark, 
right? She could safely at that point, you know, decrease how much she's consuming by four to 500. And at that point, you know, could be saying a pound, two pounds of weight loss per week. And that would be considered um, normal um, or, you know, rather not normal, but safe at that point. But we wouldn't want to like go into an into a deficit, right? Eating less than her maintenance calories because then that's when the milk production, um, you know, isn't going to be supplied as well, and we kind of run into some issues there. Mm. A woman that isn't breastfeeding at that point, you know, we could look at going into a deficit. But I would have questions for her, like how how long have you not been breastfeeding? What does your day to day life look like? How much support do you have? How are you sleeping? How are you managing stress? Like there would be so many other things I would look at and encourage us to work on before saying, all right, let's just not eat as much food, right? There's bigger um, items that we could focus on that would have a greater return, like getting seven hours of sleep, eight hours, nine hours, um, not being so stressed all the time. Like those things I would want to focus on with a client I was working with first. Mm, Okay, this is wonderful because what you're saying then is it's almost like the hidden secret behind if we want to be losing weight. It's not just, oh, now I need to eat less because now I'm trying to get my pre-baby body back. It might be as simple as I know that I can, you know, prior to even having this baby, I was maintaining my weight around 2000. So typically that's about my maintenance calories. While I was breastfeeding, I was adding in extra calories, but now, you know, I've established my milk supply I'm two months in or so when I want to start heading in that direction of safely losing weight. I know that I can simply go back to what was really previously my maintenance calories at 2000 calories. And now I can start to see the weight coming off because I am expending that extra energy through breastfeeding. And then on top of it, if I now also put some emphasis and focus around improving my sleep, doing the best I can, napping while baby's napping. Um, If I can go for stroller walks, you know, get some gentle movement in, I can start to also help encourage that weight loss in other healthy ways that again, does not require me to cut my food back. Is that, am I understanding correctly? (laughs) Yes, 100%. I'm like, we need to keep the food as long as possible. (laughs) We do not have to go super low calorie just when that green light has been lifted at that two month mark. There are these other factors that we can really look at that have a massive impact on your body's ability to lose body fat. Um, But actual weight loss is going to start immediately once you give birth, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) to put that out there um, for, for anyone who's curious, but there are, you know, just to dispel this belief that at, after one month, you need to be back to that pre-pregnancy weight. You know, research, research is going to suggest that it takes, for, for 80% of women out there, six months to a year to get back to that pre-pregnancy weight. And so that, that's looking at a, a big study, right? And so hopefully that'll help dispel that belief, too, that it needs to be almost instantaneously. It, it takes time. And even starting this fall, we're like, essentially losing fat is hard for anyone, let alone a new mom. So I always encourage my clients to really give themselves grace, kind of detach from the timeline of things and, and really experience this being a mom, right? Motherhood's going to be new. And so 
you know, we're trying to balance all these new things, right? But always trying to do it in the, the safest and most effective way. And those things that you had just mentioned too are, are ways that we can do that. Amazing. All right. So then let's let's kind of tie it all together here. Um, I want to make sure we give our, our ladies listening um, some kind of tactical takeaways. So what would you say in terms of postpartum nutrition? What would be some easy goals to probably shoot for? So we're looking at postpartum nutrition, four real goals. The first goal is going to be promoting healing and recovery. So if we think about inflammation post-birth, right? Our immune system is all responding to the damage, harm that was done to our body. And so we're going to, things that you could look at, you know, prioritizing whole nutrient-dense foods, which doesn't sound super sexy, right? (laughs) Um, But healthy fats like fish oils, olive oil, avocado, fatty fish, nuts, seeds, focusing on dark green vegetables, your kale, spinach, broccoli, fruits. Um, and really avoiding inflammatory foods like refined carbs, deep fried foods, um, drinks with added sugars. So really just working on including, adding some more anti-inflammatory foods to your daily intake. The second goal that we really have with postpartum nutrition is consuming adequate energy and nutrients, right? Making sure that we are eating enough. That really is going to be the key to women's health during the postpartum phase. Um, right. So here we're kind of looking at different like hacks that we can work on with clients. So to make sure that there's food available to them, maybe that looks like buying some pre-prepared like party trays with the different vegetables. Um, maybe that looks like having some, you know, pre-packaged salads or wraps, um, cooking in batches. So that might be where we kind of talk about, um, simplifying meal prep, um, outsourcing, like, you know, ordering groceries to be delivered, seeing if someone has a great support system and they live by a bunch of families, seeing how, what you can delegate them. Um, you know, I, I'm working with a client now and she has her church is actually bringing her, um, different meals. Um, and I thought that was a very awesome way to delegate and get some support there. Um, but it's, Something to know, like when we're breastfeeding, especially in the early months, it would be really common for a mom to start having cravings for like fattier fish, like salmon, maybe some higher fat foods, like egg yolks, yolks, nut butters. And that's going to be because when you're breastfeeding, the mom is giving up a lot of her own essential fatty acids. Um, So looking at some omega-rich foods could be really helpful during this time. Again, fatty fish, seafood, back to fish oils, the nuts, seeds, um, some fortified foods would be great additions there. A third nutrition goal that we really focus on in the postpartum period, especially early months, is going to be promoting bowel health. Constipation is super common for, for new moms. You have the hormonal influences, dehydration from breastfeeding, um, reduced physical activity. And so really looking at adding fiber, right? Having it soluble to make your way softer, um, insoluble to make it pass more quickly and adequate hydration, which kind of loops into the fourth final goal that we really focus on postpartum, which is staying hydrated. 
especially when you're breastfeeding, um, you could need an additional like 20 to 40 fluid ounces um, when you are breastfeeding. And so little goals that we work on here with clients would just be like having a, a, a water bottle on you or in plain sight or, you know, having a glass of water between meals. And so with these goals, we break it down, try to make it as simple, as manageable as possible with a new mom that's struggling a bajillion things at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. And I, I can definitely say I've been able to watch the the amazing work that Kat's doing with her clients, both pregnant and postpartum. And I, I think, give me a few years, Kat, and I'm going to be one of your <laughs> clients one day. Um, but it, it is, we are so lucky to have you. It, it's, it's so <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> it is so, so wonderful, though, honestly, to be able to have you here to support our mamas, our future mamas, and really provide them with that support that often is missing out there. And if nothing else, to be that just point of contact for them to help them through the phases, the transitions, the changes, and really help them understand what normal and healthy looks like for their individual body during this new phase of their life and help them feel incredible because your your healthiest, best body, your um, the body that you feel most confident in, most amazing in, it doesn't have to be behind you. It doesn't mean it has to be the pre-baby body that you now have to get back. Your best body, your healthiest body, your body you feel the most confident in, it can still be ahead of you no matter where you are at in your life, no matter what circumstances you're faced. And having somebody like Kat in your corner can absolutely help show that to you. So uh, thank you. <laughs> I, I hope people listening, if there's one big takeaway, it's it's that that their best body can still be ahead of them and it doesn't have to look any certain way. It doesn't have to be a previous version, a new like two point version. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And if, you know, if you are someone out there who's maybe a little bit curious about what that would look like having a coach through this time of your life, just shoot me a DM and we can chat, ask a couple questions. And if nothing else, hop on a free consultation call to see if we can just offer you some support. Um, but Kat, this has been incredible. We really, really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy woman, really putting your heart and soul into your coaching. Um, where can our listeners connect with you to just learn more, maybe ask you questions or just follow along. You can find me on Instagram at coach underscore by underscore cat. And I'd love to hear from you guys and, and chat about more prenatal and postpartum or anything <laughs> else for that matter. Absolutely. She's just an incredible coach in general, not even just for our moms. So Again, thank you so much, Kat. And thank you all for listening today. If you found this helpful, share it with a friend, somebody who you also who you also think might find this helpful. Spread the love of good quality information out there and help make somebody's life a little bit easier. Um, but this is all for today's episode. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.